Okay, everyone, welcome to the Respect the Math podcast brought to you by Reliable Tech Help. For all your IT needs, call Reliable Tech Help at 502-797-7399 or visit our website at ReliableTechHelp.com. That's ReliableTechTechHelp.com. I'm your host, Digital David Snyder. Here at the Respect the Math podcast, we talk about everything from technology to business, science, popular culture, and more. Basically, the things that I'm interested in because I'm kind of selfish that way. You can interact with us and find us on Facebook, YouTube, and podcast apps from Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, iHeart, and others. If you like what you hear, please subscribe on one of those platforms. Today, our guest is Ken Blum. Thank you for being here. Thank you. Glad to be here. Ken and I have been friends and associates for about eight or nine years. Um, He's here to talk about what he does and the products that he offers as an identity theft and security expert. And uh, thank you for being here and tell us more about yourself and uh, the world of identity theft and security. Uh, I've been in that that business for about 10 years now. Um, Background was in healthcare for 30 years. Okay. And um, did some corporate work and owned a medical screening company for 15 years and uh, decided what to do later in life. And this has been uh, my joy. Yeah, you're very successful at it. And uh, your background, I didn't know you owned a medical screening company. I'm sure building a business and working on the administrative side of healthcare has definitely uh, enabled you to bring some tools to the table in in your current profession. Yeah, yeah, it's really, really helped. I started a franchise from scratch, and um, it was quite a learning experience. Um, uh, Made a lot of mistakes that weren't uh, cost too costly. Yeah, you're still here. And learn from them. And yeah, learn from them. So it's been reward. It was rewarding. Yeah, I like to tell people that um, a loss doesn't make you a loser if you learn from it. Yeah, exactly. You know? Successful people keep failing forward. They uh, success is kind of the re- the residue of fifty percent are victories, and the other fifty percent the lessons we learn from losses. Absolutely, you I agree, agree with that. Do you agree with that? Well, I'm very excited to have you here today because I I am an enthusiastic customer and proponent of identity theft. I tell anybody that will listen that you gladly pay an insurance premium to protect your car, health insurance to protect your well-being, your health and your body, homeowner's insurance to protect your house. What's not as important as the lifetime you've spent of paying your bills on time, uh, building a good credit rating, Building some wealth, hopefully over the over you know over the time over that period of time. What's more important than that? And that's where identity theft comes in. Can you talk about that and why it's so important? Yeah, I, I think it, it, relative to those other types of insurance, it's a relevant. It's a relatively new profession, so a lot of people don't don't associate it right away. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, as you said, we we insure all our categories of importance to us, but our identity is something that. Um, when that falls apart, a lot of the other ones fall apart with it. And one thing I want to point out, too, is I'll mention this to anybody that will listen. And a lot, of, a lot of folks will say, well, you know, Home Depot got hacked last year, and they gave me a year of this or that plan. And nine times out of ten, that plan is very stripped down. It's very basic. They buy it in bulk t- for a PR thing so people don't freak out because, you know, whatever institution got hacked last week, Target or whomever it might be. Can you, can you talk about the limitations of one of those bulk yeah, plans. Uh, probably a good example. I think it was about five years ago, might've been six. I think blue cross blue shield had a major breach, 80 million uh, medical accounts. Wow. And that's very sensitive. Data. Yeah. This is med- when you got your medical information, they have, uh, they have your driver's license. They have your date of birth. They, they have your credit cards. They have uh, your medical history. Social security they, number. They have your social security number. They have everything about you. They, they can do a full persona on you with everything they have. A uh, Blue Cross offered, I think it was an 18-month policy. But what, what wasn't stated, that there was a sign-off process in there that they, you had to sign off that if you accepted that, you couldn't follow up with any other... Uh, Legal oh, matters. really? Yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah, there was there. Was, it was in the fine print. Yeah. Which so it uh, it it and what it offered, it it offered essentially. Which we're going to talk about this a little bit later about credit monitoring versus identity theft. It offered some very basic credit monitoring, which would look at some of your credit. But uh, was that all it was? There was no protection on the restoration side if you get compromised or not? Not really. Not okay. not to speak of. And um, that 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 was one of the 
the things and uh, the medical fraud is probably the most dangerous of any of the the frauds and we'll talk about that a little bit later yeah because of the abundance of personal information that's tied up in your medical records i mean yeah i mean you're admitted to the emergency room and you show up with the wrong blood type on the chart yeah or a prescription you're allergic to you can only imagine where that goes um yeah, I mean, of all the areas to take a shortcut or cut a corner on, that would not be an area that would be advised. Exactly. Yeah, um, the product that you sell that I am a customer of that I wholeheartedly recommend and endorse, uh, just got a couple of bullet points here. You get a vulnerability scan with that, which is a comprehensive uh, series of automated monthly scans and vulnerability reports uh, of your networks. Can you talk about that? And- yeah, and... There, there's two categories of identity theft that I sell. I sell one as a family uh, individual plan, and I sell another one to a small business as a cyber policy. And that we're you're, we're talking about the cyber policy right here. Okay. But uh, what uh, and um, we we can start with that if you want to. Um, yeah, why not? We'll go ahead and talk about that, and uh, we'll circle back to the personal side of it. So we're going to focus this is on 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 your your business owner, and I I like to say you let's suppose you're a business owner like me. Uh, and you don't have a technical background like you have. So uh, how do you manage your cyber li- liability? That's that's the question I ask my business owners. I would say most of them aren't, right? Well, well, most of them aren't. And one of the misconceptions is you always hear about the Blue Cross or the, uh, what, the what was the gas breakage that in the East Coast a couple, eight, nine months ago. I um, can't remember the name of it. Um, Anyways. It, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it, um, but where the... Uh, where the really the volume comes is the small business owner, the very unsophisticated business owner that has no protection whatsoever. Yeah, and they're just trying to run their business. They're trying to they're make- trying to run their business, and they hear stories, but they assume it happens to the big guy, and um, but really it's the little guys who are the easiest to, to break because mm-hmm. the, the big guys usually have hired some type of cyber protection, mm-hmm. some cyber expertise, and uh, policies. So th- this po- policy that we sell focuses on the business owner. Probably the best way to explain the value of it is to talk a little bit about cyber protection insurance because um, it's when uh, most of the major insurance companies offer cyber protection to the company, what happens is an, it's an underwriting process. Underwriting means that they look at you, they evaluate your risk and decide how much they want to charge you or if they even want you as a customer. Mm-hmm. In some cases, the risk may be so high that they may decide that this isn't a good risk for us to accept. So there's, there's underwriting involved. So um, what I always ask people, find out what the underwriting process is. There are some companies that have what they call guaranteed uh, guaranteed protection, which means guaranteed issue. Yeah. Guaranteed, guaranteed issue, which yeah. means that you're going to automatically be approved. Right. And we know what that means from the health world. If yeah. you, you get a guaranteed issue health insurance or life insurance policy, it's probably not going to be what you need to protect yeah. and, yourself. And if you're 65 uh, – your guaranteed issue for Medicare, that's guaranteed issue. Right. <laughs> but if you try to get a, 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 a private policy at 65, they're going to uh, underwrite you, look at your medical health. And this is the way they're going to look at your cyber health. Yeah. And what uh, what, what happens is they'll, assuming that they accept you, uh, what they generally do, well, they'll give you some requirements for educating your, your employee base and what they're supposed to do. And they hold you accountable for doing that. So if you have a breach, the first thing they're going to do is go back and check, did, did this employer do everything that he committed to do to to train his employees? Yeah, it's a two-sided and, contract. You have to do due diligence. And if, yeah. if they find there was breaks in that, they can deny the coverage after the breach. Sure, just like with a medical. Just like scenario. a medical thing. So that, that that's pretty risky when you're a small business owner trying to uh, – you know, run a business, particularly in this uh, risky environment where we are right now. Yeah. And then all you, you maybe you didn't do all the due diligence with your employees. An employee did a, you know, some personal stuff on a company computer got broken into. They got in the computer and uh, went downhill from there. Yeah. Get- did God knows what. I'll tell you a, a personal story. Um, we had a client who ha- had to set up a new email platform for him and his employees, small real real estate company. I think they had 15, 20 employees. And we told them, we said, every single person's individual email account for work should have a unique secure password. So you can't have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, or something like that. It needs to be secure in the sense that it has a combination of uppercase, lowercase letters, symbols, numbers, that kind of thing. And the person was adamant that he didn't want to be bothered with the burden of doing that. 
We said, okay, that's against our advice, but we can't make you not do that. Fast forward about six months later, we got a call that an attempt to uh, transfer $150,000 of their cash from their business account was being made to an untraceable offshore account. And the only reason they got stopped is there was a security audit at his bank. Had that random, I guess, uh, AI-based audit not flagged it and made him aware, he would have lost $150,000, all because his secretary's email was so easily compromised because they ignored our advice to use a secure password. An email came to the owner of the company from the secretary, so it's got to be trusted. It came from his secretary, right? And he okays this transfer of money. And he was literally a, a hair trigger, you know, a hair a hair trigger. What do we say? It. Um, it he was he was essentially a one safeguard away from losing one hundred and fifty thousand yeah, dollars. It happens every every hundred thousand times every day. Yeah, and that dovetails nicely into the value of having um, you know security protection for your business. Um, let's go back to the vulnerability scan. So this is, I'm assuming, an in depth. A comprehensive scan of the various aspects of your business where yeah. you can be what you, what we do and what I recommend and most most uh, insurance policies has some degree of this um, we have right now it's right around a hundred thousand hundred twenty thousand different scans and we add about twenty or thirty every day it's uh, it's it's a moving target the uh, thieves are in my mind are ahead of us and I'm not looking for us to catch up anytime soon. The infinite cat and mouse struggle. Yeah, yeah. exactly. So in our case, we have about a hundred thousand scans. We do, we, we, we do it automatically once a month and then we'll send you anything that we find. If you feel, if you've made some changes or you want to do it once, you can request it in between the month. Once we require you schedule it once a month. Okay. And then uh, I, there's a, there's a scan report that you'll get. And in a lot of cases, if you're like me, I did it for myself. I didn't have a lot to look at because I don't have a lot of, I'm a self-employed business owner. Right. But you can call one of our helplines and they can walk you through the the, the the scans and talk about which ones are critical, which ones you should prepare and go ahead and consult with them. Perfect. And, and that's all part of the plan. So you don't have to become, uh, some of the stuff I looked at, I didn't understand and I don't understand all the um the technical aspects technical of it. Aspects of it. But that's, that's, that's why I'm trying to talk to the business owner, yeah. uh, how to manage this when you're not the technician. Yeah, and it's, you mentioned the emergency helpline response. You've got access to a cybersecurity response specialist 24-7 if you have any questions or there's any evidence of a cyber attack. Um, uh, and that's probably unique to the type of plan that you offer, I'm assuming that. Uh, standard plan that Home Depot issued you when they got hacked doesn't have anything like that, right? No, not, 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 you know, probably a good thing. Anything that's free or essentially free is probably what what you're exactly what you're worth, what you're paying for it. Absolutely. Yeah. If it's guaranteed issue or it was given to you or it's, you know, very inexpensive, there's probably a good reason for that, right? Exactly. Can, can you talk about the $100,000 cyber protection plan that you yeah, offer? I, I guess, um, one of the things that happened, most people, uh, they, they, we read about the, uh, the the big plans where they're asking for $50 million, but hundreds of thousands every day, they'll get a small independent businessman and they'll breach and take control of their, their data systems and then put in a ransomware request in there. And it's, it, it's usually for a very small businessman. The IT people I've talked to, it's in the five to $7,000 range. It, that's, that's, okay. that's, a, that's not us. It's a wide variety from that, but sure. they they're they're not going to try to collect two million dollars from somebody that they know is a small business owner. They they're they're smarter than that. And there's far more small business owners than there are large corporations. Yeah, so I'll give you a good analogy about that in a second. So what happens? Our our, our plan has a hundred thousand dollars of coverage, and that's broken into five different areas. Now that for some people that's not a lot. That's not a lot. Uh, I have some medium-sized businesses that have other cyber insurance and buy this in addition to it. Mm. But for, for for someone that's a startup, maybe a small, maybe a small contractor, maybe maybe an accounting office or something like that. A couple, couple of employees, maybe. Employees. Yeah. Uh, that hundred thousand dollars is broken in there, uh, into. Uh, there's some legal and regulatory side of it when when you. Uh, uh, when you've been breached, uh, you have a you, you immediately have a legal problem. Absolutely, because your customers' information has probably been breached, and if and when they find out about it, um, you're the regardless of how it happened, you're the you're, you're the employer is the one that breached it. Yeah, the legal term is care and custody. I believe if you're in, yeah. if you're in care 
and or custody of that information, it was your responsibility to do your due diligence to protect it. And yeah. if it gets exposed on your watch, that's legal liability. So uh, the IT people I know, they'll tell them when they have a breach, you, see, you have a legal problem. Right. Instantly. Instantly. <laughs> yeah. And there's some side other benefits that we can offer on that too. I'm not going to go into that today. Yeah. So that, uh, so does the hundred thousand dollars cyber protection plan offer you a hundred thousand dollars of your resources to help resolve the legal aspect of that? No, legal is just one of the about five categories. Okay. We also, we also have, uh, uh, we can also do ransom negotiations. Oh, these, these, uh, these experts that run these firms, they know these ransomware people and they know which ones you can deal with, and which ones you can't. Okay. So they can, depending on where the breach came from, if they can, if they can kind of generally track the source, they know pretty instantly whether this is a negotiable thing or not. And yeah. uh, so that, that, that's, that's part of what we offer. Uh, the other problem you have in addition to legal and uh, is public relations. You have a major oh, of public relations problem. Yeah, yeah. So we, we, we link you up with some public relations people that work, that focus on those kind of wow. crisis managements. So you've got a suite of resources yeah, under this exactly. umbrella. That's exactly what we've done. Wow. We've pulled a suite of resources together, which if you get breached and all of a sudden you got 24 hours to pull your team together, yeah. that's not going to happen. you got to solve a legal problem, a public relations problem, a financial problem, a security problem, all in and real time. And then there's time. a technical forensic support that of, you know, getting, uh, you, you may have a backup that, you know, you're in the cloud, and that cloud might have been two or three months old, so it's got its risk. And uh, so yeah. th- that's part of what your support team can help you with. That's great. You mentioned a couple of other uh, key statistics I think are, are worth mentioning. Uh, Businesses report over $1.7 billion in losses annually due to compromised emails alone. And that's probably a small fraction. Yeah. You know, one of the biggest problems we have, anytime I'm talking to somebody where their personal computer and their business information is all on the same machine, Mm -hmm. a a good example of that be a realtor. Oh, yeah. Uh, The realtor's got their own personal laptop and they're tied into the, real, the the broker's information or the MLS, the MLS yeah. or whatever. So they get in front of the, the, the individual doesn't have done hasn't done a good job. She's got a password of the password is password right. or one two three four. Or their five. kid's first name or they're, something. Yeah. So and so what happens? They get through the employee and then they get into the corporate thing. Yeah, it's very it happens all every day. So that's probably one of the more attractive gateways for the scammers and the hackers. Exactly. To, to, but to the other thing is the phishing is uh, somebody's using the company email to go where they're going to go to a restaurant that night, or they want to order something from, you know, Whatever. Amazon. That, and uh, yeah, it's, 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 I read about 30 minutes every day and I can't keep up with it. I'll even being an expert at there's things moving quickly then I can yeah. always keep up with it at times. And I want to talk about that in a moment. Um, 88%, it says, of small business owners feel vulnerable to cyber attacks. But what percent of those 88 p- people who feel vulnerable are actually doing something about it by getting a product like this? I don't know the number, but it's very low. It's much lower than you would think. Probably maybe a third of them are doing something about it or less. less. Much yeah. less. Wow. Less. Part of it is part of it is education. Part of it is it, we always hear about the it, – it's hard – when you haven't been a victim to hear, it's the other guy, you know, the other guy's the victim and I haven't, it's not going to happen to me. They don't right. think necessarily that way, but that's, that's got, in their mind. I got more important things to do right now. I'll circle back and they don't yeah, circle it's back. It's not, you know, it's not as important as getting the sale today so I can make my payroll. Right. So and those, are, those are big deals. When that payroll start. problem may happen every other week. So yeah. that becomes a long-term problem, you know, problem and that hey, kind of thing. You kick the can down the road. I wanted to add some uh, pers- personal uh, anecdotal information to that topic uh, with the emails specifically. For, for anybody listening, the IRS is not going to send you an email asking for your social security number. They're not going to send you an email, period. They're going to send you a certified letter. It's going to be on IRS, uh, you know, um, letterhead. You know, it's going to be very specific. They've been doing it the same way for decades. If you have any questions about that at all, please reach out to, to Ken. If he can't help you, if it's outside of his wheelhouse, I can help you. I see it all the time. Right. I can't tell you. It's probably at least once a week minimum that we get a call from somebody well, I got this email. Amazon said my iPhone that I ordered is going to be late and they need to cancel the transaction and charge it to a different card, you know, that kind of stuff. And I say, well, first off, did you order a phone from Amazon? No. Well, then why are you taking this seriously? That's step, that, that's step number one. Number two is, did you bother looking at the um, from, from email address? It might, the title of it might say Amazon orders or something, but if you hit from and click on that, it'll show you the actual email address it was sent from. And it's probably like Mark 
4689 at yahoo.com. I mean, it's so obvious once you know what to look for. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? But I can't tell you how many otherwise uh, uh, intelligent, educated uh, people I talk to, and they respond to these emails. You mentioned phishing earlier, and they get in the process of eventually, unfortunately, giving calling these bogus phone numbers, someone's pretending to be from the IRS, pretending to be from Microsoft or Apple or Amazon, and they and they grant these people access, remote access to their computer, and they go in and God knows, they do God knows what, right? Think of all the personal sensitive information they could have access to. And 10, 15 years ago and prior, it was all viruses and malware. How can we infect the data on someone's computer? How can we uh, compromise their computer and run malicious software or spyware, that kind of thing? Now, 90% of what we see is not viruses or malware. It's these phishing and scam attempts. Yeah, I get probably a call once a month from, quote, Microsoft, IRS, Medicare, you, you can name it. Your, your, your student loan servicer. Student, your I have never had a student loan in my life. Extending your auto loan policy. And, uh, your auto, and, uh, and, and they're very friendly. Oh, yeah, of course. And, um, Until you don't give them what they want. To, and and yeah. then, so what I've always said is, if if you feel it's legit, or you got an email from somebody, get rid of the email and go go send them. Go You be the one that connects with them. Right. Go to the Amazon and go to their Amazon site that you know that and you use know them. is real. Yeah. Don't let somebody. Uh, I can tell you a real personal story that happened about a month ago. Yeah. And this is an odd thing. And this this is using the weather to, to scam somebody. Okay, let's hear. It. I don't know if you about about four Fridays ago, Friday afternoon, there was a snowstorm. We're going to get yeah. about three inches. Remember that? Be seventy like two days later. Yeah. <laughs> Anybody that lives in Louisville knows what happens when we have a snow. We don't have to have a snowstorm just to talk of a snowstorm. Meteorologists become celebrities, and the city shuts down. Shuts down. <laughs> the meteorologists, you, they, you can see their energy pick up because they're oh, celebrities yeah. there's actually something going on well what 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 they didn't know was we had family company coming in friday night my wife was going to pick up groceries and she got a text message from louisville gas and electric that we hadn't paid our utility bill and they're going to shut it off tomorrow morning yeah and she was so she my wife is pretty i've lectured her on this she's pretty smart but it was a snowstorm we had family coming in yeah so she started to get on there and pay the bill and she stopped and says wait a minute my husband pays the utility bill. Maybe I ought to call him first. Hopefully she didn't go too far into the process. No, she did. So okay. she called me up and she, I don't know if you have a, your your wife has a friendly, bubbly voice and that stressed voice when she's stressed. Oh, yeah. This was definitely stressed. And yeah. She said, did you pay the bill? And I said, well, I don't, I, it's on my automatic deduction from uh, my checking account. Let me go home and check it. And I checked the uh, checking account. It had been paid. I went on the website. It was due in five days. Yeah. So I went back and listened to the voice message just out of curiosity and it was very close, but the, the the one was this too, and that was different. Yeah. And it was not quite as much of a customer service for, you know, the, the major companies have customer service people, professionals that give the, sure. the call. And this wasn't a, pro, a professional call. Right. And that, so we, we, we squeaked by it, yeah. but, and this is my wife that's trained on this stuff. Semi, she's not a professional at it, but I talk to her all the time. Yeah. So you can imagine what somebody a senior somebody Skilled. living by themselves it doesn't talk to anybody all day and all of a sudden they get a friendly person's trying to help them out yeah yeah and, and uh you and i work uh complimentary in that way compliment complementarily would be the yeah. word you know um this is a great way for someone to start a conversation with you about cyber protection for themselves or their business hey i got this suspicious email call ken Talk to him about it. He'll advise you. He'll, he'll tell you the benefits of the program that he offers. And then if there's a technical aspect of it that you don't handle, you kick it my way. I can, exactly. I can go to their computer. I can remove whatever uh, malicious code is being run on there or spyware or undo the remote access you gave someone. So you and I pass things back, back, exactly. back and forth quite a bit. And I tell you, like I said earlier, I tell anybody that will listen, but, but I, I emphasize it even more after I've cleaned up someone's computer who's been a victim of one of these scam and phishing attempts. I always talk you up and say, hey, you got to talk right. to Ken. And one of the things I love about referring to Ken is Ken is, in, is, is selling a product, but he's not a salesman. He's going to educate you on the benefits I of the plan. I appreciate that. Yeah, well, you earned it. Um, you know, there's a lot of people that I believe in their product, but I wouldn't refer them to because I don't care for their style. It's kind of aggressive or whatever. It's not consistent with the way I do business. Um, but Ken will inform you and educate you and say, look, here's how I think I can help you. It does A, B, C, and D, and here's what it costs. What do you think? 
And you just want to be a resource. You want to have conversations with people about this. And, and the product pretty much sells itself. If someone will give you a few minutes to explain yeah, it. Yeah, it, it, it'll, they'll, they'll decide very quickly whether it's right for them or not. Yeah. One last thing about the cyber product sure, before sure. we move on. Uh, most of your cyber insurance policies are uh, what I call reactive. Mm-hmm. They react to you when you have a problem. Not very many of them are proactive, mm-hmm. which is what we, we try to do in both our products is uh, – catch the breach before it becomes a breach, mm-hmm. catch the potential of a breach before it becomes a breach. So that vulnerability scan is done independently by uh, people like yourself and cyber protection. That's about your, 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 your cyber is part of your, absolutely sort of, big, not, part. big part, yeah. but there's, there's other companies that do specifically cyber and they, they'll do vulnerability scans and the, the, the prices for those can be anywhere from a couple thousand dollars to 20 or $30,000 on up, on up. And yep. that's so, uh, the, the vulnerability scan is, is, is our proactive way of catching, identifying weaknesses before they become breaches. Mm-hmm. And to me, when you're looking at a cyber policy, find out if you're, by all means, shop around. In fact, I'd rather you shop around first and then talk to me. Yeah, that'd yeah. be ideal. But either way, it's fine. Uh, yeah. Because the, the proactive nature, uh, the guaranteed issue, uh, the $100,000 coverage in the five different areas, uh, it's focused on a small business owner with limited resources. Yeah, and before we move on from that, did you want to mention the pricing tiers for that cyber business policy? Yeah, the uh, uh, with up to six IP addresses, which uh, I, I know you know what that means. Um, uh, yep, IP address is just your unique name on the internet, and then your URL yeah. is just how to get to. Yeah, your- the either six of either of those is is is, is uh, um, seventy nine dollars and it's eighty dollars a month essentially and then you can go up to 12 ips and that's 159 dollars a month uh for up to 12 okay and i gotta tell you this cost is a pales in comparison to take a proactive approach and pay this then be reactive after you've been compromised both in hassle and in price you're gonna pay way more to clean up a mess that this could preemptively prevent exactly yeah. So you're 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 being you're 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 buying into a proactive, guaranteed issue. You got a consultant and you got a team of people that we've already lined up to handle you on on immediate no, twenty four hour notice when the problem happens. And that's all they do. They specialize in it. They're going to be way better at it than you are. Yeah. And I'll tell you, the cost of cleaning up a mess like this is nothing compared to the amount of man hours you'd have to throw at it if you were doing it yourself. And the lost lost business and can you imagine of. Lost sales business. You Opportunity lose your cost base, is huge. You lose your accounting base. You yeah, know. every hour that a business owner is taken away from serving their customers and their employees and running their business has a huge cost, right? Why not offsource, outsource that to a team of experts that deal with that all the time? Let them handle that for you. You get back to running your business, right? And then obviously be pre- proactive and preemptive in your approach by getting one of these plans. I can tell you guys. Um, the cost of this and the ease of use of it and getting it set up is pales in comparison to the hassle and the cost of cleaning up the mess after it happens. I think um, just to be honest with the audience, no plan is bulletproof. This, something can still get past this. We have to say that. But it's, it's going to significantly re- reduce the likelihood of it happening. Yeah, we, we add uh, that 100,000 scans we do. I'm told we add about 20 or 30 new scans a day. That doesn't surprise me. And um, but, and so it's yeah. you're... You're, you're, you're always playing catch up with the thieves 100% of the time. Yeah, that's great. I highly recommend this plan. If you have any questions, uh, talk to Ken about that. We're going to segue into the personal side of things, and that's where you're talking about uh, identity theft protection. And you have different plans there. You have the individual plan, and then you have the family plan. Can you talk about those and how they're a little different from the cyber for business plan? Yeah, the, 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 this instead of insuring your business, we're insuring you as a family or individual so we're we're looking at your individual uh, cyber risk. So I, I found one of my challenges with educating on this is most people, when they think of identity theft, they think about their credit cards, they think about their checking and savings account. And that uh, monitoring those is what's known as credit monitoring. Mm-hmm. Uh, credit monitoring is something everybody ought to have. It's part of what a small part of what we do. Uh, probably 15 or 16 years ago, probably 80, 85% of the theft was credit monitoring. Mm-hmm. As we've evolved, as the, as, as the criminals have evolved, um, the criminals are not so much looking after your, after looking for your money right now. They're looking for your identity. 
Because mm. once they steal your identity and steal your social, your driver's license, your medical ID, they can commit all the crimes and steal all the money in the world that's been stolen under your name. So let's clarify that for the audience. Instead of going after a particular credit card of yours and maxing it out or liquidating a checking account you have, they want to want to get your identity itself so they can go and cre- create new accounts and exploit exactly. those, they, right? And the, the, probably the most accurate that they do both. But, oh, well, yeah, of course. Yeah, right. yeah, but but yeah. The, the priority is more on the set, on the uh, – on the, on the ladder, yeah. Yeah. that's. I think that's an important point. I've had this product for a long time. I got to tell you, it's a bargain um, uh, for what it costs. Can you talk about the uh, the, the, the uh, price of each of uh, the products? Yeah, the, uh, the family plan, which I'll go into the, the benefits in a little bit, is, is, is $34.95 a month, and it's paid by the month. There's no, there, we, don't, we don't work with contracts, so if at any point you feel like you want to cancel or you can cancel at the end of the month, uh, I have no long-term obligation. No long, I, my retention rate fluctuates between 90 and 95% because once people use it and get on board, they usually don't get rid of it. Yeah. But uh, that, that option is there. The individual family, individual plan, which when I'm when individual, I just mean not, not married. I mean, there's no dependents. So if you're divorced and have dependent kids, you're a family uh, and that, but that's nineteen dollars and ninety five cents a month. Nineteen ninety five for the individual. The individual. Thirty four ninety five for the family. Now that's yourself, your spouse, and how many dependents? Up to ten dependents. Up, up to ten. To, up to the wow. age of eighteen. Okay. Up to ten. Eight. Age of eighteen. Yeah. What happens at the age of eighteen? You become an adult, and you can have your own credit and your own rating. So you become yeah. a, a unique legal entity at the age of eighteen. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah, and let's talk about how this differs from what, what a business would be trying to protect. A business is trying to pr- protect the delicate, delicate, sensitive, and private information of their clients, their employees, their customers. On the personal side, you want to be monitoring that maybe your driver's license has been used to commit yeah, a crime. I, I, I start with the, the credit monitoring, which your, your three credit monitoring companies will offer you sometimes for free, sometimes for Ten fifteen dollars a year, mm. and that looks at your credit cards, debit cards, checking savings account, and and it it'll look for um, new 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 ones to show up, on, on, which you might have done yourself for that, but um, um, it doesn't look at the other categories, which are thing. What I call the main things are your social security number, yeah, which people will take a job under your name and not pay their FICA taxes. They'll file a tax return before you do. Yeah. There are seniors that may get government benefits redirected to them. It really is changing and evolving every day, right? Exactly. Stuff you would never think of. You mentioned um, getting a job and using your identity to do that and then filing a tax return on based on that before you file your return. Exactly. Um, one of the areas that I've, I've been told that is the fastest growing, because people, people don't think to check, is children. If you have a three-year-old kid, you don't check their credit bureau to see if there's something there, but that's very desirable. You know, I, I learned an interesting fact about two years ago that shocked me. Um, I, f- I found out that um, seniors are passing away in age, and they've had identity theft problems. And After their death? They, they have identity theft before they died. Okay. And then... The IRS is running out of Social Security numbers, so they're reusing Social Security numbers. Are they really? With brand new, newly, your kid can be born with an identity theft problem. Right. Wow. I, this is about two years ago. I found out about this. That's just another example of why people need to come talk to you because I, I never would have thought of that. And the other part of it is, is once you're, if they get your kid's Social Security number. When's the first time you're going to find out about it? You're going to get, they apply to college. When they're 18? 18, they give them, decide to give them a credit card and they have no credit rating. Yeah, uh, it doesn't occur to check that when they're kids, right? Yeah, you, so it's, it's a very valuable asset for a thief uh, yeah. to get the, you, you, most people give a social security number when the child is born and uh, they're, they're linking into those databases and getting that information. Yeah, and I'm sure there's many other examples we won't have time to talk about today. So please come talk to uh, Ken if you have any questions about that. He's a, he's a, a wealth of information and a great resource. Can, can you talk about uh, home title theft? Yeah, this this is something that that upsets me a little bit. Um, if you're if you're in the real estate business, you know when you buy a house and you want to close the loan, the first thing you you work with a title company, and the what the title company does is go back and make sure there's no other liabilities involved from a prior sale or purchase. And then once that's cleared, then the, the, the closing goes through. Liens, et cetera. So what's happening, a lot of uh, 
thieves are getting a hold of titles and they're forging the information and signing the title over to them. Now, is this electronic and, and you know, actual both, physical both, deed? Both. Okay. Now, this is where I get a little bit differing on some things. I, I They're offering title protection insurance as a separate entity. And they're advertising it quite aggressively, I've noticed. Quite aggressively. Yeah. Now, I've, I've talked to some of my uh, legal friends, and and they told what they've told me was that if that happened to me, I would go call the local police department, and they in a perfect world they would call the prosecutor, and they they'd find out that the the contract was forged, and that and it would it would dis- dissolve the the breach. Mm-hmm. Now that can be a little difficult in this in this COVID time because uh, up till recently the courts haven't been meeting for civil cases very much, yeah. but it really uh, it, it, if it's a forged signature. The, the whole thing goes away. So I. So do you I, not suggest getting title theft protection yet? I, I don't. I I I think if you if you get it, I, I think if you have access to a good lawyer, you don't you don't need to get it. Okay. And any good lawyer can look at a title says it's been forged, and they can send it to the police department, the prosecutor. That's that's a felony. Okay. And the the the, the, the prosecuting attorney should. A minimum nicks that if they can't even if they don't prosecute the person. So you think that you've got a fairly accessible legal remedy to that for the time being? That's my opinion. Okay, that, that's just my that's my opinion. Yeah, it could be something on the horizon, be a future product you guys offer. It though. could be. We, it, it's it's not we. Uh, we I'm, have sure, a, I'm sure you've looked at it, but yeah, we have we have a separate service. We offer some legal services, and we're not going to talk about today. But that um, okay. Well, if you have questions about that, again, call call Ken, and he'll answer those for you. A big one is crime. I heard people are committing crimes in other people's names now, and some people are actually having legal issues as a result of that. Yeah, uh, it's it's one of the easiest. Uh, if you've got a, a hardened criminal, it's been in jail multiple times. It's much easier to commit that crime under your name than his own. Right. And that, and one of the scans that we do, we we look at the. At, at the local jurisdiction, we look at the criminal databases and the criminal cases that are happening. And if David Snyder shows up on a criminal case in Scottsville, Arizona, we're going to shoot you an email and say, David, is this your crime? And if you if, if say, that's okay, I did that, that's fine. But yeah. in the most case, you're going to say, no, that's not me. And then you talk to one of our licensed private investigators and we get that fixed. Yeah, and I'm glad we brought that up because it seems like every time I catch up with you every couple of months or whatever, there's something new. New you guys are implementing. Yeah, it, it, we're, we're having. I'll be honest with you. We, I believe, we have the best coverage, but we have some. Uh, in the last couple of years, we've had some good competitors who keep kept us on our feet. That's Let's what you that want, way. though, right? That's yeah. what we want. Yeah, it makes you uh, makes you better when you're always having to look over your shoulder to see what the other guys are doing. Um, in terms of the protection piece, that's proactive and preemptive. We're obviously scanning databases full of criminal activity. Any changes to like um, property that you might own? Change of address. Change of address is a huge one. Um, you can even can you you can can you monitor email activity too? Like someone's email account yet or not? Not the content of it. We okay. we can't. But I the mean, actual maybe buying and selling of the email address itself or? Uh, I don't think we do that. To okay. be honest with you. But there is there's things on the dark web you can scan. We for. we we do we go through the dark web. And uh, and look for your uh, when you sign up with our product, we link you up with a military encrypted database. We ask for all your identifications by all. I'm not just talking about your credit monitoring and your driver's license, your passport, your medical ID. We look at your social media accounts. We have a, we'll, we'll talk about reputation management yes. in a second. Yeah, we will. Uh, we look at your uh, 401k retirement accounts and look for any unusual transactions. And then we go through billions of websites each day and look for your IDs in places where it doesn't belong. Mm-hmm. And if we see something that looks suspicious, we shoot you an email. And you, there's two boxes. You can check it off saying, I recognize that, forget about it, mm-hmm. or it doesn't look right. If you check the second box, then we link you up with one of our licensed private investigators in that you have a one-on-one relationship with that investigator while he or she fixes your problem and and restores your ID. Just another of the many resources you're getting access to when you become a yeah. member. Now I'll give you one uh, innocent one. You know, everybody's had their credit card broken into. Mine got one of my credit got broken in about a year ago, and they do what they ever do. They sent me a new credit card, 
Two days later, I got an email from you got a brand new credit card. Are you aware of it? And I just checked it off saying, yep, yeah, that's me. But if I didn't recognize that, I would call our uh, restoration line and uh, I'd work with a private investigator and they would get that straightened out with a credit monitoring company. Yeah, that's a great example. I love it's just a gentle reminder occasionally in my email inbox that they're doing their job, that the product is scanning for, for that yeah, activity. At the end of the month, if they don't find anything, we shoot you an email saying everything's normal. Yeah. No, no, no activity this month. And with the app, you can log in and see if there's been inquiries to uh, create accounts under your name. Uh, you also get your credit score updated. Is it biweekly or it's, monthly? It's, or? Uh, it's monthly. Monthly, and you, yeah. Uh, anybody where they have this product not can request from each of the three once a year, mm-hmm. each of the three credit. A well, full credit report. Free once a year. Yeah. So you, that's free. If, for, that's true for anybody. Yeah. And let's talk about you as the customer helping the product help you protect yourself and what i mean by that is i'll recommend people to you all the time i think you close a lot of those because the product sells itself and i've already warmed it up and told them how great it is but a lot of those people are reluctant to do the activation piece and that's where they have to register their health insurance card their driver's license number yeah uh there's two steps to our enrollment the first is the enrollment process itself and the second the activation the activation is where the monitoring kicks in where they we monitor all those all that information and i i can't make people do the activation and some sometimes they i can't make them do it and they still have the coverage for if they get breached it's just you might know you're not you're you've been breached until a lot later in the cycle right i mean the plan is limited in a sense by the amount of information you give it to monitor exactly it can't know your health insurance card was used if it doesn't know what your health and exactly health insurance car uh, credentials so are. I, yeah. I i i try to get i try to get that done in the first couple of days after i talk to them because it longer stretches out harder it gets to do yeah and the theme throughout this entire conversation is be preemptive be proactive you don't want to be reactive it'll cost you countless hours and headache and heartbreak and money um, that's what you're buying when you buy this product um, how long have you guys been around I came back two weeks ago from our annual convention. We celebrate our 50th anniversary. Outstanding. So the company has a long... Yeah, we, uh, we've been in the identity theft business for about 16, 17 years. We had a legal product before that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the reputation is, is solid. Um, I, like, you know, I, I wholeheartedly recommend and use the product. Um, what are some other aspects of the individual plan? Uh, uh, I, I like to look at, you know, everybody understands protecting kind of unexpecting their money they're they're interested in their bank and checking account and their credit cards but um part of it is is, uh, one of the things that made us one of the best in the market is um we 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 start a reputation management cycle Mm -hmm. we actually give you a reputation score oh and what we do is we look at your four major social media accounts facebook twitter linkedin Instagram. Instagram, yeah, and I think we're adding some more onto that. Mm-hmm. And we Those look big for, we look for inappropriate data. It could be violent sexual content. It could be damaging reputation, uh, something. Yeah, it could be child bullying, slander, or whatever. Slander. Yeah, and then we'll shoot you an email saying, "Are you aware of this?" And you may be aware of it. You may be comfortable with it. That's fine, you know. But if you're not yeah. aware of it, then you can talk to one of our investigators and figure out how to either get it eliminated or at least decrease to the point where it's not noticed anymore. Yeah, and with the cyber for business, we mentioned the potential legal um, and possibly criminal and financial uh, exposure you have when you're not protected. But on the personal side, if someone uh, logs into Facebook with your account and starts using racial slurs or uh, inciting violence or doing all that, you could be in big trouble. I I always tell people, it's one of my sweet spots, is always if, if you're in a licensed profession, like my daughter's a nurse practitioner, uh, if you're a school teacher, if you're a realtor, if you're a financial planner, I ask them two questions. What happens if somebody committed a crime under your name and it showed up on your record? What would that do to your career? You'd lose your license. And how would you fix it? Yeah. You'd have to contact the lawyer, which you'd have to find a lawyer that specializes in that area of cybersecurity, which there's not enough of them around. And that's going to cost you a lot. So I, I always tell those people, to me, it, it, that, that's, uh, that's, to me, that's a lay down of... You know, if you're a school teacher and a child predator gets yeah. your name or something like, I hate to talk about that, but the reality of it—it's not pleasant to talk about, but it happens every day. 
Uh, I've been aware recently of people who've been turned down for jobs because they're scanning people just like they screen your drug activity and your criminal background. Now they're looking at your Facebook, your Twitter, your Instagram. Yeah, and so I, I, you know, I'm I'm pretty old. I, uh, internet wasn't around when I was running around crazy. Um, Al Gore hadn't invented it yet. <laughs> and Al Gore, <laughs> yeah. But if you're let's say now you're a 25 year old kid, you just got married, and you got a brand new kid, and you're applying for your first job, and you forgot about that party you were at four or five years ago where you were doing something you should have been doing. Right. Your, your potential employers are looking at that stuff now. And not only that, I heard it's trickled down to university applications now too. So you're trying to get into this school. You did all the right things in high school and you were a great student. You applied for scholarships and you want to go to this university and apply, apply to that program. Now, now because of something you did or, or more importantly, something you didn't do could show up on there without your knowledge and disqualify you from that. Exactly. Um, I lost my thought there for a second. Um, we actually give you, provide you a reputation percentage score. Yeah, talk about that. What's it, the? I, I don't know how the calculation works a lot, but um, they'll go through. Uh, What's the scale like on a one to ten or zero to one hundred? Zero to one hundred. I've never seen anybody below a fifty or sixty, but okay. Uh, I don't know what the lower score is. I've, yeah. I managed to get a hundred, but oh, I'm, okay. I'm pretty tame. I don't. The, okay. Uh, so um, and I don't. I only. I'm only in LinkedIn pretty much. Yeah. You know, my wife and I were talking yesterday about this free speech debate with uh, uh, Elon Musk trying to purchase Twitter and make it a free speech platform. And I don't want to get into politics here, but I believe in a free society that's a democracy that values fundamental human rights. Even someone, we'll just say person A, who's a politician, who I think is disgusting, I, I disagree with everything that person says. They have a right to say that. Exactly. As long as they're not threatening someone's life or yelling fire in a crowded theater, that kind of stuff. I believe in free speech. Um, and the fact that that can be uh, restricted or even hijacked on these social media platforms is very disturbing. And what used to be 20, 30 years ago and back, the public forum, the public square where people would go and talk and exchange ideas, it's effectively become Facebook. Yeah. And Twitter and Instagram, et cetera, right? Um, so, so you whether you want to acknowledge that or not, those conversations are having there are being held there now, and the people who run those companies are deciding what's acceptable speech and what is not. And someone can compromise your account, go on there, say something disgusting and despicable, and that can have real life implications for Definitely. you and your family, up to and leading to criminal legal issues and even violence. So exactly. just another benefit. Yeah, it, it, it people are having their own definition of free speech right now, and uh, it may not be your definition. Well, it seems like a lot of people feel like they have the right. You know, I, if you if you disagree with what I have to say or my opinions, that's fine. But I should have a right to express them. And a lot of people are saying, well, I don't like what you have to say, so I'm going to censor you, and I'm going to use Twitter or Facebook, right. whatever it might be, to do that. Um, just another reason why you should talk to Ken about this plan uh, and get protected you had a few more bullet points you wanted to talk feature-wise. Yeah, I, 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 uh, we talked about children. We talked about your health. The health is critical because um, people are stealing your medical ID and getting tests done under your name. And mm -hmm. we talked about that a and little bit. And you're left paying for it? Yeah. You're not only paying for it, but your, your, oh, your records may be wrong. Yeah, um, and you could get a, a treatment you didn't need to kill you or something yeah, you like could, that. Yeah, you could show up the wrong blood type on an emergency room visit yeah. or something. So th those are critical. Um you're, 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 we talked a little bit about our job. You know, the, the fact of the matter is, is your reputation uh, can show up on your job and your job and things. So that, that that's critical. Yeah. And I've got a few more here you wanted to talk about. You're now including a new feature. You're including Trend Micro Maximum Security. Yeah. This was just recently added about six months ago. This is in your, your side of the business and, mm -hmm. you, and you, you provide that for me. But uh, we offer actually uh, cyber protection for your 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 iPhone, your iPad, your laptop, and uh, and uh, and then along with that, we have what's called VPN, virtual private network. Uh, those wow. of you that are in that that do a lot of networking in, in restaurants and coffee shops, and you, you use the public Wi-Fi, uh, that's a really dangerous situation. It really is. People underestimate that, and I'm actually guilty of that from time to time. I'm kind of lazy that way, but I t totally get the argument. So let me clarify this. With a paid plan, personal or family, you're getting free antivirus and malware protection through Trend Micro. Right. Not just the basic Trend Micro. It says their maximum security plan. Right. That's the highest tier they offer on the consumer side. You're also getting access to the VPN uh, platform through a company called Proxy One. Um, That's a subset of their company, yeah. Okay. Well, this is great. I mean, And, and then we offer a password vault on top of that. Okay, yeah, new password manager. Um, I just want to um, kind of d outline the value you're getting here 
as, as a paid customer. If you went and start, tried to sign up for a VPN plan right now, you'd probably have to pay somewhere in the 40 to $80 range per year for a VPN. And this is free as an added benefit. In the membership, yeah. And then Trend Micro Maximum Security, I have to guess, is pro- probably 80 or $90 or more a year also. I mean, that's a tremendous value to bundle that in there. Yeah, and like I said, I still I haven't, I still have your product that you've given me. I haven't switched over yet, but I'm going to switch over. When yeah, why not? Because you're already getting it for free under your plan. Right. Trend Micro, I'll just tell you, has a good reputation. We, we don't shy away from recommending that program if that's someone or a program that someone wants to use. Um, I'm excited about that. Um, wanted to mention a few of these other bullet points you had here. Investment account number monitoring. This is a big one. Say you're 50, 60 years old. You've played by the rules for several decades. You've worked hard. You've saved some money. you built a little wealth. All that can be wiped out in a matter of minutes. If someone gains access to your Roth IRA, your 401k, whatever it might be, can you talk yeah, this, about This it? was a little bit of a shock for me. I always assumed that when you're a financial private financial planner, you have errors and omissions. You have personal liability coverage, and I always assumed if somebody stole something out of my account, that that personal liability would cover. But the financial planner hasn't done anything illegal or negligent. All they're doing, they bought into a software product that somebody's broken into, so you're not covered. So what we offer is you can set a you can set a percentage difference or amount difference, and if you uh, if you pass, surpass that amount, it'll alert you the same in the next day. Oh, that's great. So you, you can have a quick alert um, in that situation where that person. Um, so you can customize a triggered message if there's a transaction of a certain type or a certain amount. Yeah. You got to be careful. If you make it too small, you'll get a notification every day. You yeah. You won't be able to get anything done. Yeah. Well, but uh, to me, that that's the thing we've added. Uh, and that it, it, it goes with um, any of your 401k investment accounts. So. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend that. Uh, that's a very big target for the thieves today. Yeah, lost wallet consultation. Talk about that. It's, it, if you think about it, all the private information that I'm asking you to, to put on the internet, uh, on your activation point, is mostly the same stuff you're keeping in your wallet, your mm-hmm. credit cards, your driver's license. So you lose your wallet, you make one phone call to our investigator, and they, within minutes contact your credit cards your drivers divisions of motor vehicle everything you would keep in your wallet so uh, you can imagine those of you that lost your wallet you know how much time it's taken to go ahead and and it has to change your credit cards and if you like me i've got i I pay everything for my credit because i got 30 different people each month so when i have to change my credit card it's a major project for me absolutely um, the mobile app, I can tell you from experience, it's always being updated and features and functionality are always being added to it. To me, yeah, it's, that's to me today's it's, uh, today thing is if you don't have a mobile app, you're you're, you're, you're not in the, in the business. Past. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I can tell you from personal experience, I use it frequently. It's accessible. It's easy to understand. It's full of information, but you're not inundated and overwhelmed. And I, I get a text message when I get an alert or if my credit card's monitoring amount scores mm-hmm. changes. They, I, I've got it set up to text me immediately. And you can customize that to be a notification, whether it's Android or iPhone, or it could be an exactly. SMS text message too. Excellent. Absolutely. Yeah, there's a lot of value uh, in this plan. I wanted to wrap things up and move into our last segment just by kind of reiterating uh, the, the products that Ken offers. So we're basically looking at two areas, cyber protection for your business. And there's two different plans there based on the number of people you want to, or IP addresses, and IP URLs addresses yeah. that you want to protect. We, you can, if you have questions about that, come talk to Ken. We'll give you his phone number here momentarily. And then on the consumer side, we have the individual plan at 1995 and the, uh, uh, Family plan was thirty four ninety five. Thirty four ninety five. Both a bargain. Um, there's a, just in full disclosure. There's companies out there doing it cheaper, but there's not companies out there doing it better. I would argue this is the best value for your money for a product you absolutely should have. If I can give you some guidelines on cost, if you're paying a whole lot more than a dollar a day, or maybe a dollar twenty five a day for for a family policy. You might want to shop around a little bit. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can pay you can pay a whole lot more. You can also pay a whole lot less and think you're getting the same products. And particularly, I have people that think they're getting a full identity theft, and what they're getting really getting is credit monitoring. They're paying ten dollars a month, right. and they're really what they're really getting is credit monitoring. So it's confusing. It's it's really confusing to to keep 
to know to make the vowel comparisons. And I tell people, I want to be enthusiastic about my relationships, personal and professional. I'm enthusiastic about referring people to you. I believe in the product. More importantly, I believe in and respect you. You're an honest person. You're going to educate the client and tell them how the product can benefit them. You mentioned something earlier that I thought reinforced that idea. You said, I'd almost prefer that they shop around first. Someone who doesn't have confidence in their product would not say that. But that shows that you have confidence in the product. You know that if someone does a deep dive into the alternative platforms and their prices and their features, and then they compare that against your product, it's no comparison. Yeah. I always like um, if somebody's already got another product and they want to talk, I don't try to talk them away. If they want to talk about it, that's a good lead for me because they've already bought into the concept. I don't have to sell the con. A lot of times I've spent most of my time selling the concept of whether you need identity theft at all rather than how much you pay. That's, that's, me, your, that's, biggest, large, that's your biggest you know, obstacle. Biggest obstacle. So yeah. if somebody's got another product that I might not think a lot of, that's fine. I'll say, here, the, here's some comparisons. Make your own choice. And I was told a long time ago by a trusted advisor, don't talk bad about your competition. Say, look, Joe Schmo's over here doing it this way. He offers A, B, and C. It costs this much. That's fine. Let me show you what I can do. I'm not going to talk bad about him, right. but I'm going to offer you a better plan. You said it's uh, the hardest obstacle for you is to sell them on the concept. If they already have another version of it, another brand, they're sold on the concept. Your job is to come in and educate them on the differences and sell them a better Exactly. A better you, you identified it perfectly. A better version of that concept they've already bought into. All right, so let's, um, let's close things out. Uh, it's Ken Blum, B-L-U-M. He's a cyber expert and a security expert, and you can reach him at? Area code 502-445-7411. Again, that's Ken Blum. He's a cyber and security expert. Give him that phone number one more time. 502-445-7411. Thanks for being here, Ken. I wanted to talk about the last segment of our show here today, and that is the a nonprofit organization that my wife and I started called See Good to Be Good. The purpose of it is to find people like yourselves who've been successful personally and or professionally and to, uh, to give people who are listening that might look for an example of being successful, uh, a model to look up to. So I'm going to ask you a few qu- questions about how you got to where you are in life, uh, and then we'll talk about uh, that a little bit further. So my first question for you is, why are you successful? I, I'm successful um Probably the main reason is family. I, I was brought up with parents that had a good work ethic, had a strong Christian background, taught me values at a very early age. And you were good examples for, and to me, the win, the most single thing where you win or lose in that category is, is a lot of times your family or background. It doesn't have to be parents. It could be a teacher or mm-hmm. a school friend. It could be somebody. So you're successful because of the people in your life that made a difference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Why are you happy? I'm happy because I've been able to stay tight with my family. I've been able to maintain productive work later in life that um, I didn't try to retire too early and yeah. sit around and do nothing. Do nothing and whittle away? Yeah. And I, go ahead, sorry. And I just uh, I just have a lot of interest. I, I'm sort of a, I'm a voracious reader, and I, I get involved with stuff. Yeah. Curiosity and persistence? Yes, exactly. Yeah. Last question. What obligation do you feel to help other people? It, the, how do I say this? When you give something to somebody, you, you almost always get something back. It might not be from that same person you gave to, but either somebody's watching you or somebody you, 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 you give off a different vibe when you give to somebody that, People pick up. I don't know how, I don't exactly understand how the relation works, but it works. Yeah, I can articulate that both in my life and from other people I've heard talk about that. People are attracted to generous people. Right. And you don't have to be generous with your money. You might be working a nine to five and living paycheck to paycheck. You can generate, you can be generous with your time. You can be generous by being kind or compassionate and listening to someone or, or helping them walk through a scenario they're going through that might be difficult. There's plenty of ways to be generous, and it's not just a, a financial thing. So um, we um, really feel an obligation, both my wife and myself. This community has been very good to us. My wife immigrated here from the Soviet Union when she was 10 years old, didn't speak any English, and has had a quite a su- successful career in banking. 
and has done very well. And we have a beautiful family, a beautiful life, a nice house to live in. And uh, every degree that we climb that ladder of success, I look down and I see so many other people further down that ladder and I feel an instant obligation to help them. Right. Um, so that's pretty much the motivation behind see good to be good. It occurred to me that for people who need help, they need to see an example of good, exactly. being, of good being done uh, so they can do it in their own lives too. I agree with that. I participate in a couple of those. Yeah, excellent. Well, thanks for being here, uh, Ken. Thanks for joining us today. And uh, thank you to the listeners and our sponsors for making this podcast possible and hopefully successful. Uh, we'll see you real soon on a future episode of the Respect to Math podcast. Be sure to find us on Facebook, YouTube, or podcast apps from Apple, Google, Spotify, Amazon, Pandora, iHeart, and others. If you like what you hear, please share our content with your friends on social media and subscribe. If you would like to be a guest on our show or you would like help creating and or distributing your own podcast content, please contact us for more information, and we'll see you real soon. Thanks. Thank you, David. I appreciate it. Thank you.